Hey mama, welcome back to episode two in our pregnancy loss podcast series. Today we are talking all about acknowledging that loss is trauma. Enjoy. Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio. Hey mamas, welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast series. We are up to episode two in our Pregnancy Loss podcast series. So today we are talking with Shana Southern, who is our Pregnancy Loss Practitioner and Trauma-Informed Coach, all about acknowledging that loss is trauma. We also hear from my beautiful community of women who shared their real life stories and we hear from them about how they navigated their emotional recovery after loss and also their number one advice for women navigating loss right now. So this is a really, really beautiful episode talking all about trauma because for a lot of women, they don't acknowledge that loss can be trauma. And I'm sure there's women out there whose losses aren't traumatic. I would probably say mine, my loss, which you'll hear about later in this series, wasn't traumatic. I actually had a really beautiful experience. But for so many women, it is important to acknowledge that they have had trauma because There are different practices, as I speak about with Shana, for you to work through and navigate your grief. It's not always about, say, talk therapy and sharing. There's a lot of somatic practices and bodywork practices that women find really helpful to do because it helps to move through all the trauma and the emotions and the grief that they've held onto. And we also speak about how the system probably needs to acknowledge that pregnancy loss can be traumatic for women and how them, you know, them, the system acknowledging that and supporting women better through that would actually probably reduce the amount of trauma women go through. So I really hope that you love this episode. Remember, this is a long podcast series. So we've already done one episode on validating your emotions and grief after loss. That was episode one. Highly recommend you go back and listen to that. That was really, really valuable. And upcoming is conception and pregnancy after loss, relationships and support networks after loss, the physicality of loss, and then my own personal story about sharing my two miscarriages. So this is a long series, but please, I hope that if you're listening to this, that you're ready to listen to this and that you feel strong and supported. And if you need any extra help, remember in the show notes, we have a whole list of resources for you to follow up. Please know that you are not alone in this experience and that there is so much out there. There's so much help that you can seek. There's so many practices that you can utilize to help you move through this experience. So yeah, a very sensitive topic, but one that my audience has been telling me to bring to the podcast because you want me to talk about this. You want me to bring women on to talk about this because you don't want to feel alone in your grief and you don't want to feel like the only one going through this. So I really hope you appreciate it. And I always love to hear your feedback. Jump on over to at PhysioLaura and let me know whether this series has been helpful. If there's anything else you want to hear, just yeah let me know all of your feedback. But without further ado, let's jump into today's podcast episode, episode two in our pregnancy loss podcast series, chatting all about acknowledging that loss is trauma. Enjoy. And so once women have sat with their feelings, really lent into them, and you were mentioning some ways of expressing anger, if you've got other methods or tips or things that women can try to then try and 
move through those emotions. Like I know talking to a psychologist is something that you use. I imagine journaling or something like that might be encouraged. But what are your tips for women to then navigate that next step after they've acknowledged the emotions? Yeah, this is also a lot of what the work I'm doing currently is acknowledging that pregnancy loss is trauma. So there's a lot of aspects to being able to move through the emotions on a physical level because mm. there is talk therapy can only take you so far. Mm. And that's why I felt I was able to. And I think having that, like you said, that safe space, that's what I needed. I needed someone on the outside of me to go, oh, okay. Yes, this is what you're feeling and what you're feeling is valid. That I wasn't crazy, that I wasn't making it up. It wasn't all in my head because that's what I felt. So definitely having that safe space on in terms of like a psychologist worked for me, but also I left knowing there was more. I needed more support. I just didn't know how that, I didn't know what I needed. And now that I've gone into the element of trauma, with pregnancy loss. It's the element of the body that is missing when we're trying to navigate the emotions, the trauma, the experience. Yes. So a lot of what we're trying to, a lot of what your emotions want from you sometimes is that movement. So what can you do in that moment? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a cut and dry exercise. This is what you do for sad. Do this. It's, I get really bad anxiety sometimes still from my trauma. What is it that my anxiety needs from me in that moment? And I have a rainbow baby. So I have a rainbow daughter and I put on, there's a song called Shake Your Sillies Out. And I literally just dance in the kitchen and shake and jump up and down and just move. Like it, I probably look like the biggest weirdo. It's great. I think we all need to do a bit more of that, to be honest. <laughs> That's that energy. Like my body needed, need that energy release to complete uh, like a stress response. Because if we start to push all of that energy inside, we then start living out of a stress response. We have that stress in our body and we never, our body never finds the balance and it never finds completion. So just asking yourself in that moment, what do I need? What does my body need from me? And if it is, if you're angry, what do, what do you need? Do you need to, it might just be to talk to someone. It might be to scream because anger, like I said, is an outward expressing emotion. It needs outward projection. It could be to go for a run. It could be to punch something just to express that anger. Or if it's that you're just feeling sad, just cry. If you have this like welling up of emotions inside of you and you just want to cry, cry, let it out. Mm. Go into a place where you're, where you feel safe. And I know it's hard, like when you're at work and it might not be the right time. You might not have the space, but can you go and excuse yourself and just go to the bathroom? Is there a place that you can go that is safe for you to just let that emotion out? Journaling is a really good, if you can't physically express emotions, journaling is a really good way to just acknowledge that emotion in the moment. Because like I said before, it wants to be seen in the moment that it comes to you. It doesn't want to be seen half an hour later, a day later, a week later, a year later, it wants to be seen then and there. So 
how can you do that? What can you do for yourself? And if you can physically express it, do that. And some exercises could be just to breathe because when we're, when we are in that real stressed state, our breathing changes. We, our breathing gets shallow and we don't get the oxygen that we need, like our brain and our body doesn't get it. So we start to think differently and we could be then in a perpetual cycle of stress. So in that moment, can you go somewhere or just at your desk, start to really notice and have 10 to 14 really deep belly breath? Can you allow yourself to do that and bring yourself back like into a place of a little bit more calm? But it's definitely, I still think being able to do like a physical expression of your emotion as well as being able to journal it and because essentially we want to get out of thinking with our heads and really tap into what our body is trying to tell us because our head, part of one of my trainings was they mentioned our body doesn't like to actually we tell a lot of things to our heads because our heads can be very judgmental and like a bully. So our body won't communicate a lot of a lot of those feelings, emotions, sensations to the mind because our mind will shut a lot of it down. So how can we get out of our heads and start to really tap into our body and asking ourselves what our body actually needs in that moment and just do that. Like whatever that is for you in that moment, just do that. Like I said, there's, there is practices obviously to release trauma, but without obviously going into all of those, just listening to your body because your body is always telling you what it needs. We just get really good at ignoring what our body is telling us. 100%. And I think it's a global issue. Women disconnected from their bodies. Like I talk a lot about this when it comes to pregnancy and birth and postpartum and we're so in our heads all the time and we're often very, yeah, very disconnected. We don't understand what our body's trying to tell us. We're not in tune with it. We've been ignoring it for so many years. So it can be, probably be scary when you first start to try and connect with it again, but it is so important. I see that a lot in the trauma spaces at the moment as well. That, And again, I'm not fully in that space as a physiotherapist, but just from a personal point of view, I do like to understand the mind. And I feel like talk therapy, it's not necessarily a thing of the past, but these somatic practices are becoming much more acknowledged. So yes, talk therapy, like sitting down, getting out everything you need to say and having a safe space to share that is obviously so important. But really letting your body move through these emotions is also just as important. And I see a lot more of that coming to the forefront, body work, somatic practices, breathing, physical movement, really helping people to shift through trauma. And for anyone listening who has had an experience of loss but hasn't called it trauma, that's okay. Not everybody, I don't think, is necessarily going to have trauma. But for those sitting here thinking, oh, I feel funny about that, I remember interviewing a lady on the podcast, Nisha Gill. She's amazing. And she was mentioning about birth trauma. And I quote, she said, trauma is not about what happened on the outside. It's about how you feel on the inside. And I really, that really landed with me because I know a lot of women will dismiss trauma because they don't think that what happened to them is a capital T trauma, a big thing. They might just say, oh, but it was just a, 
six-week miscarriage, it's not a big deal. Many women have it worse than me. But if it feels traumatic to you on the inside, that's trauma. It doesn't have to be something on the outside that everybody else in society would look at and go, oh, yes, that was very traumatic. It's about how it feels for you on the inside. So just giving you that permission there. If this does feel like something you've been through, but you're not allowing yourself to to really feel into that, that it's about how it feels. It's not about how it looks on the outside. Yeah, that's actually one of the trainings that I did too. It's not so much, so trauma isn't the event because if, if trauma was the event, once the event had passed, the trauma would be gone. Yes. It's how how you've been able to cope with what happened on the inside and what you had available to you. Did yes. you have, and essentially the way that we you can start to support yourself through trauma is through those senses of safety. If there was that sense of safety for you after your loss, maybe the trauma, like the imprint of that trauma wouldn't, it's not going to be as great because you yeah. had that support. There was someone around you to say, this is okay. You're going to be okay. When you do lack that and you don't have that sense of safety and you feel like you're being dismissed and nothing's been acknowledged, you start to then think this inside of you, it becomes this big thing. It's then you're unable to move past past that those feelings, those sensations as easy as maybe someone who who had that sense of safety at the time, had someone around them going, looking at them in the eye and telling them that they were going to be okay. Yeah. And acknowledging their entire experience. Yeah. So yeah, it's not necessarily the event. It's how we as people individually perceive those events inside of us and what we have available to us at the time. From what you're saying, it sounds like you would obviously be working with these women a lot more than myself, but it sounds like we've got a ways to go in terms of our maternity systems, our hospitals, our medical practices, dealing with the emotional side of these losses. Because it sounds like similar to your experience, a lot of women just feeling like they're left in the lurch and what now? And not knowing where to go to once they're discharged from hospital or once they've had their doctor's appointment. And not knowing what's normal and not knowing what to expect. And it sounds like we've got a ways to go there. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. The medical system, essentially, that's at our first touch point with what's happening at the doctors, the hospitals. I've seen a lot of trauma come out of the hospitals, like with women mm -hmm. who have experienced early losses, as well as terminations for medical reasons and also stillbirth. The doctors aren't, they've just treated like a number. Yes. And also the midwives and nurses don't have that specific training for when they're going through their, I go, uh, when they're going through their training, they're not exposed to women who have had or are going through pregnancy loss. So then they're put in the situations when they're qualified and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle the situation. And I've heard so many stories where they're just being left to, to fend for themselves and all the information has been delivered to them in a really terrible way mm. that it has caused more trauma than if they were spoken to differently. It doesn't necessarily have to change the system, but there's a lot of different ways that we, that the medical system could, the medical professionals could just sit down and talk to women that would change their, I guess, change the way that they leave the hospital because they won't be feeling so dismissed, so misunderstood, so left alone. 
Mm. And they come out going, oh, if the doctors don't acknowledge me and society doesn't acknowledge me, then my experience really isn't that big. Yeah, and it, it can make such a huge difference, really make or break someone's experience depending on who you're dealing with at the time. Like I know myself, I was dealing with my obstetrician and he handled it so well and it made me feel so good. And it, I think that's a huge reason why I don't look at my miscarriages as traumatic because I felt like it was handled with so much delicacy, so much care, so much warmth. But I know that's not the case for everyone and it would be amazing. It would be much better for overall our health system and costs and all of that if women weren't left with more trauma because we wouldn't need to then follow up with all this psychology and whatnot. But I feel like that's a systemic issue for another day. Hey ladies, I'm now going to cut to some beautiful messages that were sent in from my community about what they did to aid their emotional recovery after loss. So the general theme from women was about talking, was about speaking what they were feeling, sharing it with their family and friends, or going to see a professional counsellor or psychologist. But the general theme was just not staying silent. So not keeping it to yourself, not trying to work through this on your own, but sharing it with other women, sharing it with professionals, sharing it with family and friends. And that really helped these women recover emotionally and mentally and get their mental health in a better space. So I think thank all these women so much for sharing their beautiful stories and responses with me. It's such an honor that these women feel so safe to be able to share this for the greater good of helping to educate and make other women feel less alone. So thank you so much to these women um, and enjoy listening to their stories. I found talking to people about having my miscarriages really help sort of gave me hope when I heard of their stories and also I guess just helped me process it a little bit and realize that it was quite normal and there's every chance I'll go on and have perfectly healthy children in the future. I just talked with my husband, family and friends and they really supported me. I saw a counsellor and spoke with my GP regularly. I also felt like the physical things that I did really helped my emotional recovery. I guess the thing that I've been trying to do is, yeah, seeing a counsellor to help, really, and just trying to let time do its thing. Specific things to help allow myself to cry lots and lots of tears I found that's the most healing thing for letting the emotion out speak to people when I can that have been through the similar experiences and yeah get therapy and speak to professionals when needed I feel like emotionally was really hard to deal with <laughs> that was probably a yeah real challenge I guess coming back to the first point around processing grief I tried to sit with those emotions and I felt that was really helpful in navigating that emotional journey. I, I felt that I wanted to talk about the loss of the baby, particularly with my close friends and other people in my life. It just felt odd not to share that yeah, we had that pregnancy and that the, it hadn't eventuated and the baby hadn't been after a certain point. And I felt that in a small way that did help, talking about it, letting people know that yeah, that's what we went through. I found on that note, a lot of people didn't know what to say or how to sort of sit with that grief that you have. Yet I did find it helpful not to kind of keep it all in. 
and particularly talking to my husband about it because he was feeling, even though he didn't physically go through that process, he emotionally went through that with me and he emotionally lost the baby as well. And so he was processing his own grief. So to connect with each other in that um, was one, I think, really good thing that came out of the loss because it strengthened our relationship with each other and helped us see that, yeah, we can go through challenging things together, even yet though we would have wished it had been different. And so I joined the Pink Elephants small group counselling session and that was for about an hour and a half every week for 12 weeks and working through the different things of grief and just spending time being able to talk to other ladies who were going through very similar paths. That was, it was very good for trying to deal with my mental health and learning to take time for ourselves. Like I would then try and do something when I wasn't in a good headspace that was time for myself and time to get myself better so that I could continue on with life after I'd looked after myself a little bit. So whether that was getting a massage or even just going for a walk or sometimes I was just taking that five or ten minutes just to listen to some music and um, just, yeah, that little bit of time just helped me cope then. To aid my emotional recovery, I feel like dedicating some stuff to our girls, dedicating time and a lot of talking. My partner and I grieved differently, so it was nice to support each other. We brought, when we lost our twins, there was a beautiful charity in Ireland that are called the Charity knitted tiny jumpers and tiny beanies and they put them on the twins when we got to spend some time with them. We got to keep little items in keepsakes and we put them into a photo frame and it is now hanging on our wall with bits from the hospital and information about the girls and their names. I feel like this really helps to walk past my house and see it every now and then and just give them that moment and give them that time. This question, I can say yes, I have been talking to a psychologist and as needed, I've been talking to the counsellors at SANS. They are themselves bereaved parents and I've never done anything like that before. I've never rung any sort of helpline or any on the phone. So it was the last place I thought of, but yet I've spoken to them a few times, sometimes during the night when I've been struggling and that has helped. Being guided by a psychologist has been great. And also the biggest step is, or one of the biggest things one of the counsellors told me was eventually you do learn to live with it day by day and you get better and better at doing that and I hope to get to that point. The main thing I did emotionally was sort of the way that I sort of framed the miscarriage in my mind and the way that I was thinking about the miscarriage and that was with so much gratitude for my body and what it had done and actually on reflection so thankful for that experience because it just put so much trust in my body and it gave me so much trust in my intuition and my ability to know my body and trust my body. It really transformed how I thought about my body. It was really helpful in that regard. So real, really gratitude, practicing so much gratitude was what helped me the most. I didn't go and talk to anyone or any a professional or anything like that. I spoke about it really openly with friends and I was very 
open throughout the whole experience with friends about where I was at. And so I, I had a lot of emotional support definitely throughout the whole journey from my partner and friends, a lot of support, including support from colleagues and things like that. I was pretty open that I was, had a miscarriage and all that I was going through that experience at the time. So I didn't want to hold back because I knew I wanted to rely on, to lean on people. And I spoke to another friend who had a miscarriage and that was really helpful because I feel like you don't know what it's like to experience a miscarriage unless you have. So talking to somebody specifically who had experienced that was really a very helpful process for me. This is a bit of a tricky one. My first pregnancy, I had a lot of birth trauma from the way that I was treated during her birth. So I kind of learned to shut emotions down and things like that when it comes to this. So I didn't actually talk to anybody about it. Like only my husband and one of our neighbours who we're really close with knew that I had a loss. I still haven't actually told either of our families about it. Before I had the loss, I actually remember saying to my husband, I don't think that we get to keep this baby. And I remember that I just sat down on the floor and I had my hand on my belly and I just spoke out loud. I just said, it's okay. If you're not ready, you can let go and I'll be here when you're ready. And that next day I actually did have a miscarriage. I don't know if it was just that I sensed that something was up or that connection sort of thing was there. But yeah, it was just, I could just tell that this baby wasn't quite ready. So when I had the miscarriage, I, I felt like I'd spoken to the baby and that we kind of had this understanding now's not the right time and they're going to come back and they're going to be right there. And we had this little butterfly that continually followed us. Emotionally, I was actually okay because I think we, we had spoken and we were on the same level and I knew that they were there and I just knew that this timing wasn't right for this little soul to come into the world. So yeah, actually, I was okay. I just had to get my thoughts out, get my emotions out, allow myself to grieve and then I've actually been okay from it. So I'm a Christian, so I spend a lot of time in prayer to God to help my emotional recovery, reading the Bible and also journaling. I did a lot of journaling, writing the story, time. So when in doubt, they'll uh, embrace the grief when I needed to. Hey ladies, I'm going to cut now to some beautiful, beautiful messages from my community of women who were so lovely to send in voice notes or video messages with their number one piece of advice for anyone experiencing loss right now. Now, I think this is so powerful. If you're sitting there listening to this right now and you've just experienced loss, to be able to hear from women who are on the other side, women who have been through this before you, women who have had this same experience so you don't feel alone, so you don't feel like you're the only person going through this. It is so beautiful to be able to share our grief and our trauma and our pain with others and to know we're not alone. So enjoy these messages of hope and advice and wisdom. And I really thank these women for sharing with me. It is such a privilege that they were willing and open to share their experience. So enjoy. I think probably the number one piece of advice that I'd give someone experiencing loss right now would be take it easy is such a heartbreaking time. You get all excited and it really is such a roller coaster and you just have so many thoughts going through your minds. Yeah, just look after yourself. And when you're, as soon as you're ready, I think talking to people about it really helped me. Like I said previously. Just be kind to yourself. It's really hard because I know that you feel like 
it's your fault and you must have done something wrong but it's not your fault and don't be afraid to if you are really struggling don't be afraid to ask for help because it's a really shit thing to be going through and it's a really shitty club to be a part of but I mean once it happens to you you realize how many women have been through it it gets better you are strong enough to get through this and you can still have a healthy beautiful child after loss the pain does dull and it's not an everyday thing it's still a part of who you are but you can get through it and you can come out vibrant on the other side and happy and full of joy again oh piece of advice that's a really hard one I feel like my go-to with this one is just to say I'm so sorry for your loss it's okay to be sad it's okay to not be okay it's okay to have dark days whatever you're feeling right now is okay and yeah there will be the other side of this yet at the moment it's okay to feel what you're feeling I think that would be more than a piece of advice I guess yeah my my sentiment is to just acknowledge what you've been through and that it's okay whatever's coming up for you in response to that and just encourage you that you will get to the other side of this yet it's okay to be wherever you're at in response to it the one piece of advice i would give is to know that you're not alone there's so many of us who are going through this and you're not alone you haven't done anything wrong there's nothing that you could have done that has caused this don't blame yourself you're not alone and whatever it is that you're feeling it's okay to feel that for someone experiencing loss right now I feel for them I send them my love and I hope they know it will get better life is hard in all areas definitely the process of making a family and I do believe loss makes you appreciate and love your future baby even more. And I also want to know that they're not alone. Them to know that they're not alone. And there is a community for them to speak with if they do need to. If someone wasn't experiencing a loss right now, the best piece of advice I would give them is cry as much as you need to, talk about it as much as you need to, don't hold it in. Don't bottle it up. It's the worst thing you can do. Find someone that you can trust, that you can confide in and talk as much as you possibly can. Make sure you get all your medical information to take care of yourself after the loss and make sure that you treat yourself very kindly with a lot of gentleness and remind yourself each day that it wasn't your fault and this baby is absolutely beautiful and you may talk to that baby anytime and hold the baby in your heart because that is ultimately the best way that I have found to get through. But understand yourself that it is a process and no matter what happens, it was not your fault. Everything will be okay and treat yourself very gently each and every single day, even if that means hour by hour.
give yourself love, lots of Netflix, lots of favorite movies and lots of favorite snacks and lots of love from the person that you hold most dear. Gosh, this is really hard because everyone's um, experience is so dictated by their fertility journey. If they're conceiving naturally or through IVF or if this is their first pregnancy, things like that, I think really impact how people can frame the miscarriage. So I sort of hesitate to give advice because it's so specific on base specific for somebody's circumstances but I think what I've just said about considering the level of the monu- how monumental a miscarriage is consider it on the same level as a birth experience in that it's you are going to need nourishment you are going to need support you are going to need time to yourself to process this loss like really take it very seriously I guess because that can really impact how you reflect on the experience and how you're able to come out the other side I guess yeah it because although miscarriage is common we know that it doesn't mean that it's easy it's common but it should be taken because you take it very seriously as a big a massive event that can happen in your life take it easy you don't need to have the answers now you don't need to journal everything you don't need to get to a place of peace right now just live in this moment live in your grief allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and although it seems tough right now there will be a time when this does feel better and easier and you will be able to breathe again one day at a time if needed one minute at a time or one hour at a time you will get through this you will be a stronger person because of it and there is an end there is an end inside. You may always grieve what had happened. In fact, you definitely will. But yeah, you will come through. Might take a long time, might take a short, but you'll. So just keep on keeping on, basically. Hey, mummers. Ah, it's so beautiful to hear from my beautiful community sharing their advice and. There's something powerful about women sharing their stories with each other. I think there's real power in the vulnerability and the rawness of it. And I just feel so grateful that that these women were open to sharing. And I really hope that if you're listening to this right now and you're fresh in your grief and your loss and you've listened to those women that you've got some ounce of hope and power and feel support even though you don't know them, I really hope that you are feeling better for having listened to that. And I really hope that Shana's talk at the start about acknowledging that loss is trauma has been really validating for you because for many women, I think that can be the missing piece and that can really help to inform different therapy and different practices for them to be able to navigate. So I really hope that you got a lot out of that podcast. As, as always, I love to hear from you over at Physio Laura. Please let me know if you have any feedback on this podcast series. I always love to hear it. I know it was a highly requested topic. And so it's one that I definitely wanted to bring to you. But if I'm being honest, it's probably one that I feel a bit awkward talking about. It's not the usual happy, shiny, you know, topics that we discuss. So I definitely notice I stumble on my words and you know, I'm trying to be sensitive and I'm trying to say all the right things, but I'm sure I stuff up along the way at some stage, but I would really love to hear some feedback on this podcast series. I would really love to know 
yeah, how it's being received. So thank you so much to Shana for joining us. If you want to connect with her, you can find her at Institute of Healing underscore PL. And make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast because you know we have a lot more episodes coming up. Next week, we will be talking about trying to conceive and navigating pregnancy after loss. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Wherever you are, I hope that you are being kind and compassionate to yourself and I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you all next week.